Hello, welcome to Arrest All Mimics. My name is Ben Tal and this is the Original Thinking and Creative Innovation Podcast. How are you doing, guys? Are you good? Are you well? What are you reading? The weather this week is coffee table literature. Yeah, it's not as whacked and out there as usual, but it's thematic today because we've got the wonderful Lawrence King coming up on the show. Yeah, it's a hell of a get if I may say so myself. Um, just a little thank you to the Association of Illustrators who set me up with the gig. I'll get into that a little later. But first of all, I want to thank my sponsors who keep the show free every week. Illustration Limited, my agency, representing over 200 different people, um, founded, helped me found the show. They got it off the ground with me. They supported me from the off with zero listeners, zero knowledge of how to put together a podcast, zero experience in broadcasting. But there's the faith. They took a risk. And I like to think it's starting to pay off a little bit because we've got all you lovely loyal listeners making that so. Um, so go and check them out, illustrationweb.com. We'll be talking about that with Lawrence King a little later today, about risks, booking trends, and finding the next hot thing. I don't know if I'm quite the hot thing just yet, but, you know, you get where I'm coming from. <laughs> so thanks to those guys. Heartinternet.co.uk. Um, fantastic tech sponsor. They've been very supportive of the show. Every week they help to plug it, to share the episodes, to get under the skin of what the episode is all about. They're brilliant. They do SEO, they do hosting, they do domain names, they do all the good web stuff that you need, social media advice, all the stuff to make sure you're adequately represented on digital media these days. Um, so go and check them out, heartinternet.co.uk. They provide a little digital tip every issue. Um, and I thought since today is all about creative book publishing, I would talk briefly about my own experience in book publishing. So I released Champagne and Wax Crayons, Riding the Madness of the Creative Industry, two years ago. Just over, maybe two and a half years ago now, that's crazy. I don't know where that's gone. Um, basically, it's my experiences of transforming my childhood hobby of drawing into a professional career as an illustrator and as an art director and how that's you know bled out into lots of other different disciplines basically the meat and bones a very balls out honest account of making that happen what that entails and a lot of things that you guys will all relate to as freelancers as people in design agencies um, basically seeking to fulfill your creative soul um, but what I had to do was really get under the skin of who this was for and what it was all about. So it was released with Lid Publishing, who were a small boutique publisher, and they didn't really have the know-how of the industry or the marketing budget to do a big campaign and run with this stuff. Therefore, I had to be quite savvy and try to understand why people would be interested in this book and run to people. So the tip today is about, about doing that and understanding what it is you've written, what it is you've produced, no matter what the medium, what the discipline, whether it's a set of photographs, um, a poster campaign. It's about understanding why people would connect with that. What is the soul of it? So I ran like a t-shirt campaign, pulling out several of the weirder, more more kind of odd concepts within the book so I was talking about you know getting out of the flat when you're working from home and you've got the cabin fever and how that translated into me going and looking for reduced sandwiches down the local Tesco so just little weird things like that and it really helped get the book over in a little share and retweet campaign to win a t-shirt where I partnered up with a t-shirt printing campaign so that's just one idea about how you can use digital and social media to drive those very physical products and projects and ideas, so I hope that makes some sense, and that is courtesy of hatsinternet.co.uk. 
Uh, Printed.com, my print sponsor. They do my personal printing. They do printing for the show. I run like a nice little flyer campaign with the 3D printed model that I created to brand the show with. And I get that out now at illustration events. I, I go around to design conferences and hand it out and just talk to people about what the show is and why they should listen. Um, so that's the idea. And it goes without saying print. Lawrence King Publishing, right? We're going to talk a little later on about the ethics of print and how they stay on top of that side of things, but also why it's so important to love the book and create something beautiful and tactile that really sings, as Lawrence talks about a little later, and how it truly shows off these books in their best format. And he actually touches upon how it sometimes goes beyond the book, so it goes into a box sort of format of producing the book. Uh, printed cards, you'll talk about with Nina Chakrabarti's wonderful Hello Nature, which we're going to be discussing a little later. So think about how you can use print in a different way to sell an actual printed product. You know, you can go, you can really go around that and, and build things that people can interact with in different ways. Um, and printed.com cater for over 90 different products, matte, gloss, finishes, all you know, different foiling techniques. They're, they're an awesome publisher. They care very well for recycling. I use the recycled stock for all of my stuff. So if you're like me and you care about the ethical side of things, you might want to go and check that out. Uh, wonderful customer service. Great people do a great job of supporting the creative industries. They've shared the work of people I've had on the show, on the blogs, people from the social media. Uh, really do care and go beyond. You know, There's no cheap plugs on this show, and uh, you really should go and check them out. So thank you, printed.com. So... Where are you all at? What are you all up to? How's the summer panning out? We're getting pretty late into it now, right? Coming up on the end of August. Um, so it's quite the run of episodes. Thanks to Creative Review last week, went down a storm. Um, they gave us a great insight into what it means for magazine publishing at the moment and how they have to embrace the digital and, and, and marry the two together with a great balance. Um going to have iMagazine coming up on the show very soon to talk about the rise of indie publishing and indie magazines um, and what it is to create a design magazine these days. So that's another one coming up. But right in the middle, I thought I'd sandwich you with a wonderful two-part special, starting with the brilliant Lawrence King Publishing today, who, if you don't know them, shame on you. <laughs> um, go and check them out. Wonderful creative book publisher, independent book publisher, done really well, grown really big, but got a fantastic attitude, as you'll find out. Coming up shortly, because I'm going to sit down with Elizabeth, who is head of children's publishing at Lawrence King. And Lawrence King himself, who's run the show since the early 90s, he's a wonderful guy, he's got a great attitude, great fun-loving, just a a real appreciation of great design and and great inventiveness. So we're going to talk about all that, we're going to talk about the roots of Lawrence King. Uh, We're going to discuss Nina Chakrabarti's Hello Nature, which just won the World Illustration Awards Professional Book Publishing category. It's a beautiful activity book for children and adults alike, full of beautiful illustration, refreshing idea and a step away from Nina's personal work, which was centred around fashion. We're going to talk to Nina in part two of this episode in depth about what it meant for her to win the award, how she went about getting the book published and how... This wasn't really a part of the plan and, and how it all came about quite organically and, and what the process was like. How did she, you know, how did she deal with the, the financial and the paperwork side of things? We're going to discuss all that, but first we're going to talk to the man himself, Lawrence King and Elizabeth Jenner from uh, Lawrence King Publishing, from the children's department. It's a real in-depth, beautiful insight into what it should be about publishing books. Talk about the freedom that Lawrence gives the staff, um, to explore and, and really surprise him and, and 
book trends and create trends, you know? They were there right at the advent of the adult colouring book trends. And they're going to talk about how much attention they pay to that and why it's important to work with an illustrator based on what they're doing, what their passions are and what they love, not necessarily the other way around. They don't set briefs, they don't steer people, they work with creative practitioners to find out what the soul of what their creative output is all about and how they can best harness that into a book. So if you're someone out there who's thinking about publishing books and has aspirations to that end, it really is worth listening to what these guys have got to say. Um, it's no wonder that they won the World Illustration Awards book category this year. Highly deserved, richly earned uh, on both Nina's part and Lawrence King. So I hope this is going to be of great use to you. Um, speaking of my own experience, as an author who published a book themselves, it was a huge buzz. Um, and there were so many peaks and troughs in that experience. So many challenges, um, highs and some you know, some pretty deep lows because you, you do go through that to-and-fro experience of working out whether it's the first publisher and as a, uh, the right publisher. And as a first-time author myself, that was something that I found a bit of a struggle at first. So there were good and bad things, which won't get into too deep today because I'm going to let the experts talk to you about that. But as someone who is always in um, Artword Books, in Shoreditch and up on Broadway Market or Magma, Boutique bookshops, there's something wonderful about our industry at the moment and the sheer amount of beautiful produce that's coming out, whether it's a zine, whether it's uh, graphic novels, standalone books. It's a, it's a strong time for it, which is why I've got this run of episodes built around that stuff, especially in the summer as we're coming back into the academic year. I think things start to heat up again as we get out of that summer period and, and people start to get back at their desks and really get passionate again about producing creative material. So I hope that makes sense. I haven't rambled too much. Thanks again to the sponsors. Um, Illustration Limited, illustrationweb.com, Heart Internet, heartinternet.co.uk, and printed.com. Um, thanks again to the Association of Illustrators who made this episode happen because they wanted me to go and talk to the publisher ahead of the World Illustration Awards to give a little further insight into Nina Chakrabarty's uh, Hello Nature book. And off the back of that, I kindly asked Lawrence and Elizabeth if they had time to give me a full episode for this show for you guys, which they were very obliging, so really appreciate that guys as well and thanks to Amy and Fiona from Lawrence King for making it happen also dealing with my constant emails and uh, arranging times and all that stuff so hit us up on the Twitter, I want your feedback I want to know about your book aspirations, do you have a book out there, how was the experience, what was right, what was wrong, how would you correct it what would you not change um, if you're someone who's creating a load of work and you think that one day this might make a good book then maybe Lawrence King is the one for you so have a listen, find out and if not I hope to give you some great insights into who might be the right one for you, so enjoy you find me down at the headquarters above Fitness First with Lawrence King Publishing How we moved here in 2006 Mm. And for about 20 years before then, we'd been in a small office in uh, just opposite the British Museum. So we switched where we were directing people. We used to mm. say, come to the British Museum, we're just opposite. And now we say, um, we're just above the fitness first gym. Yes. Which, which doesn't have quite the same <laughs> ring to it. But it is the old HP Source factory, yeah. which I think has a certain grandeur. When, when moving in, before moving in, I, we had to get all the sauce scraped off these floors, <laughs> um, which they just carpeted over, and we had to sort of pull it all back and recreate these parquet floors. Wow, that's a good bit of history. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant. So, so what's, what's the actual background then of Lawrence King? We'll go from the very start, if that's... 
Uh-huh. All right. Well, it, it was it, sorry, it's rather a long and complicated story, which I'll try and keep as brisk as possible. The company was actually originally started in 1976 as a book packaging company, mm. um, which was called actually Blacker Calman Cooper. And, it, and I joined it in 1976 as T-Boy, uh, an editor and picture researcher and everything else. I mean, there were two people. Mm. Um, the owner who started it, Calman, uh, died in 1980. And so there was just me. Um, and I took it forward as a book packaging company, mm. which is a, a company that produces ideas for publishers. Okay. And I got it going sufficiently strongly so that in 1991... I was able to convert it into a publishing company, which, with some egotism, I called Lawrence <laughs> King Publisher. Um, but uh, and and then we've gradually been building it up ever since. Mm. So you know, our first successes were in the design area, graphic design. We did David Carson's End of Print, that was you know, which sold brilliantly. I'm not sure if you're. Listeners will remember David Carson or know David Carson now because he's still operating. But there was a particular moment in the mid-90s when he was hot. And, you know, we'd literally... To, hire, to get all the students who would listen to him, we'd have to hire cinemas twice in one day because they were so desperate to wow, see Wow, OK. Uh, and uh, so we moved... Because the more established publishers were very much in the area of art. So, you know, and design was you know, a relatively new area. And yeah. we were there. And then we gradually grew... But I think part of the success was we were bringing the skills that we had developed producing a design list mm. and creating these highly visual, tactile books for the, the, the design market. And then we sort of began applying those to the general market, mm. often with complete ignorance of the area we were moving into, ah. which is, I have to say, how we began before Elizabeth joined us in the children's area. And that, that partly enabled us to create books which were very fresh and mm. absolutely formative in that process was the first book we did with Nina, which was My Wonderful World of Fashion. And, you know, and we had seen there had been just one book, a Taragomi doodle book. Uh, and this we're talking 15 years ago now. And the, the doodle book which was just abstract doodles, inviting people to do doodles. And that, I suppose that's about 2007. And we'd seen this book and thought it was rather fascinating. And our, then, I mean, our now editorial director, Joe Lightfoot, said, well, why don't we do a fashion doodle book? And then we approached Nina to do that. And, and it had a colossal success. Mm. Um, and we sold you know, hundreds of thousands of copies. And then we thought we'd better go into children's books seriously and learn how to do them. So Elizabeth joined us, mm. and she's been sort of shaping the children's list very successfully uh, ever since. But, so that, and there's a slight gap in the middle there, in, which encompasses a lot of things like other activity books, which we did with, say, Marion Duchars, uh, yeah. Let's Make Some Great Art, and you know, the overwhelming success of the adult colouring books, which mm. was, say, Secret Garden, which was, in a way, and clearly they'd always, you know, we'd, even we had done an adult colouring book before that, which was a sneaker colouring book, which we thought was a really odd idea, and we did in about 2009, mm. and we thought, that's really funny and crazy, let's do that, <laughs> um, 
Uh, but but the, the first one which really created the wave was Secret Garden, which we published in 2013. Mm. And I think to date we sold about 9 million copies of Wow. Um, <laughs> which is just unbelievable. Yeah. And say 6 million copies of its successor volume in Enchanted Forest. But I think those successes came from the team's willingness to take experiments, embrace the tactile, mm. an absolute concern for brilliant illustration, which has a particular style and flavour in which the illustrator is, is able to express herself or himself. And I think Nina has this very individual style, mm. um, which people can relate very direct to, to. And, and Nina's books are never uh, work to order. It comes deeply out of Nina. Yeah. So we'd say, well, what about doing this? And, you know, and, and, and it has to come out of her. And I think that's the real strength mm. of the books. You've hit on a number, a number of key issues there, I think, in my opinion. I'm going to ask you, uh, you Elizabeth, now. Well, what, I mean, actually, first, can you just tell us about your role a little bit before I dive straight in there? <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm the editorial director of children's books here at Lawrence King, and um, that basically means, as sort of Lawrence has already touched upon, I sort of oversee the list. I'm responsible for developing and shaping and growing that, along with um, my commissioning and development editor, who also mm. work alongside. And it's, it's, very, it's very exciting because we're looking, we're not sort of looking for any one particular thing, we're just looking for really special mm. cherry-picked books that share those illustration and design values yeah. and sort of can kind of really create really special, different books. Mm. Well, one, of the, one of the core problems I come across with so much of the creative industries now is everything that it sounds like it's not here, is that is restrictions and adhere into whether it's brand guidelines uh, all sorts of parameters that can just stifle natural raw creativity so it really sounds from what Lawrence has said here and just looking at the, the catalogue and the history of the publisher that all of you guys have a great freedom is, would you agree and is that a great thing to work with? Absolutely I think um, it's great because I think we are very keen that the illust- and we, we, work, we work very closely with illustrators and a lot of our books are illustrator generated rather than you know, necessarily in-house generated. Mm. Um, so quite often illustrators will come to us with a beautiful idea or have a certain passion and we will then sh- work with them to shape that into yeah. a beautiful book. Wow. Um, so everyone, I guess, uh, Lawrence, is it something that you've placed a great value in in giving your, your, your staff the freedom to really own their roles and to work? Uh, I, I, I certainly hope so, because it seems to be if you're using people's natural energy than creative energy, uh, you'll get much more of it mm. than if you, if you give them a template to operate within. And I think I try to do that with the staff here. I, I, and certainly with respect to authors, making an author write a book he doesn't really want to write is just always a mistake. Yes. Mm. And... Uh, and so that the idea is to enable them to make the ideas. So I think our role is is sort of bringing out what is in the idea mm. rather than imposing it. Yes. On 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 the author. Yes. Um, and, and I think that's really really important. 
And I think, you know, that, that I think is what Elizabeth and her team are so good at, actually. Mm. And you just wait, but it sometimes means you have to listen for a while. Mm. Yeah. And the, the author is talking, and, and there's lots of really interesting things which don't work, you know, commercially. Mm. But instead of saying, well, why don't you, well, a little bit, of course, why don't you do this? But then out of the conversation comes the idea, and then you try and pounce on the idea. Mm. Um, uh, uh, but it's coming from them rather than, than yes. us. Yes, that's a really interesting point because I've been blessed with working with a number of good editors and creative directors, being a writer and an illustrator. And it's those great editors that do exactly that. So mm-hmm. the, the idea is not, is often that it's there. It's mm-hmm. fi- the finding it is the challenge. I guess you could say the same with a lot of just creativity in general. Mm-hmm. That story is already in you. You've mm-hmm. got that unique journey that each of us have. Mm-hmm. But it's very hard to recognise and, and take that forward in a conscious manner, you know. Yeah. I, I think personally. So, regarding Nina, um, did Nina approach you guys, or did you did you come across her? Originally, I think, th- but this is way back. We well, actually, this is an incident. We had seen she knew our art director, who had put her in a, a book of illustration, actually a very brilliant book of illustration, which she had authored called Picture Book, and we were vaguely thinking let's do something, some doodle book in the area of fashion which suddenly struck us wouldn't lots of young people really engage with that idea Mm. Um, and uh, and actually we did approach her for that but it wouldn't work if it hadn't and I think part of the success of Joe in commissioning that book was finding someone who wanted to do it Mm. But the books we've done with her since, it wasn't really that way around at all. And Elizabeth could explain how those happened. So um, Hello Nature, which is um, um, the one that's sort of out there at the moment, is that was, Nina had done a lot of beautiful fashion books, but she'd been working on those for sort of years and years and years. Mm. And she sort of said, oh, well, I'm not sure that my next book should be a fashion book. I feel like I've, I've, you know, I've done, I've done Mm. that. Um, and so I think then we said to her, well, what, what else What else is there that you're really, really interested in doing? And she presented us with the first few pages of what became Hello Nature, which was a sort of beautiful sketches of trees, beautiful sketches of leaves, um, a, you know, a whole sort of cornucopia of yeah. beautiful little bits of nature. And she said, I'm really fascinated with with this subject. And at which point we said great (laughs) and um, we sort of came we worked with her to sort of really shape them form them Mm. into a book Um, and it took I mean it took a bit of development work it took because obviously it's a massive subject and uh, unlike um, fashion which can be a lot more you know not scattergun exactly but you can be a lot more free and loose Mm. with not needing to make things look the way they should look or fact-checking or that that sort of mm-hmm. thing. Obviously, nature is a far sort of deeper subject yeah. in terms of all the, I suppose, the academic things, that the, the, not the educational aspect, I guess, that underpins that. Mm. Um, and obviously, it's a massive subject as well, so you have to say, am I concentrating on one particular area? Is mm. this a couple of books? And we sort of just... It, so it, it was a bit of... A bit of a development process where we sat down and said, "Okay, well, what what are the things that you really find fascinating? What are the things that you really want to draw?" Mm. And from that, we managed to sort of sketch out a book. It it goes through the seasons, um, and it touches upon different elements of nature and different elements of the outside world and mm. wildlife that will kind of guide you on this 
this journey. Wow. And this kind of commissioning process, this kind of almost open floor to, to come forward and express, mm. as you said there, Nina, had maybe not grown tired of fashion, but had decided to move mm. forwards. Is this something that's common? Because I... I would hazard a guess that maybe it's not, and I'm talking across publishing. Is this, do you think it's something that's quite unique to Lawrence King? It felt like, I mean, I think it felt like quite a natural evolution for Nina. It didn't feel a million miles away from from what she'd been doing before in terms of the fact it was an activity book and yeah. going into that same sort of area. Um, whether or not that happens across publishing, I think it's it's quite common for to sort of encourage, if you have you know, talented authors and illustrators to sort of keep mm-hmm. them changing and evolving yeah, and absolutely. keep everything sort of... I would think fresh. it was quite common in good publishers. Yes. I think it's <laughs> good good publishers, uh, nail, um, nail and, yes. and I don't think... I don't think we're the, I, I wish we were the only good publisher, but we're not. <laughs> of course, no. Um, I, but, but I think it's, it's... You know, but then coming to something next, mm. I'm not sure if that's worth... You know, but then this, I think, is yes. quite different... So this okay. is an, a sort of departure, really, for Nina. So it's a, um, we, we, we started in Hello Nature, we started experimenting with different colour ways because I think in My Wonderful World of Fashion it was black line with sort of a few um, pages of kind of the hot pink mm. neon sort of sh- shot through the book. With Hello Nature we started introducing a sort of two to three colour palette. I mean, it's two colour, but it's two, two greens it's and, really and beautiful, black. It's really beautiful, and it was then we sort of started, and she'd done a few four-colour things for Hello Nature. And in the end, we decided to take it down that more pared-back route. Mm. But it left us sort of thinking, well, what about her four-colour work? What about her full-colour? Yeah. Um, and then when we, look, we were looking at her next project, we sort of took it even further. Really. It's still activity, but it's far more of a sort of non-fiction narrative activity um, collector's album really it's about mm. the idea of collecting what what collections are who collects um, <laughs> how you know how historically thing, things have been collected how you can collect what different types of things you can collect and we ended up with this sort of really a kind of narrative non-fiction picture book hybrid that was in that sort of four colours um, <laughs> was full of all these lovely little detailed coloured collections and they're collections that you can add to yourself with the stickers provided or sticking in your own leaves, sticking mm. in your own um, bus tickets, sticking in, <laughs> you know, writing down your favourite words to add to her collection of favourite words. And really kind of, yeah, starts kids thinking about that idea yeah. of collecting because every, every kid loves a collection. It's a real collaboration, isn't it, between, mm. um, between Nina and the reader, um, which is wonderful. And we try to, it's, it's quite unusual, but I think for this book we feel like it really works. It, I, I would agree so, just, just from this uh, cursory look at it, it looks stunning and I think it's really quite engaging. But the, so, so that hasn't been published yet, no, I think that's an that's advanced that's, copy. Yes, mm-hmm. but we even made it so you can see the cover, the, the, yes. the child can put yes. the die cut what hole. a wonderful and, simple idea. Um, and, it, it, and it just, it, 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 it sort of makes it the child's mm. own book it does and, and I've never seen that done that's wonderful you know so you've got the, uh, the author and, and you add your name and, and immediately I have two godchildren and straight away I'm seeing their names are Christmas presents <laughs> <laughs> it's what a superb idea too and, and you, you mentioned their children I'm, I'm going to say that there's probably a lot of adults that will be interested in this too is absolutely. this something you found with Nina's work that you crossed the divide absolutely um, I, I, I know with my wonderful world of fashion it was it was going in from I think sort of 
about six, six to, to about, I mean, I think probably the oldest letter we got was from probably someone who was 77. Fantastic. Um, but even fashion students were writing to us, which uh, really that did surprise me and thinking, mm. well, they just found it a lovely, engaging book. Mm. Um, I, I, and I think that the strength of that partly comes out from her work, which, you know, has a simplicity but also a sophistication, mm. um, which makes that possible. Absolutely, yeah, it is. It's of that contemporary illustration style that, that does speak to a lot of people without compromising what it, is, what it really is about, which is wonderful. So, on, I mean, again, guessing it's going to be hard to say an average, but what kind of time frame are we, are we looking at from the conception of this idea to the completion of the book? Um, I mean, roughly, it's probably about 18 months to two years, probably, mm. for most things, I would say. Yeah. I mean, it, it depends often on the, the, the book. I mean, with, with Nina's work, because we work closely with her from the sort of the origination of the idea, mm. um, it usually is sort of the 18-month, two-year yeah. bracket. Um, but it, ideas sometimes will come to us more fully formed, but usually, mm-hmm. I mean, usually a year feels like quite a... That would be quick. But that's quick for publishing. Right. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and it's just in, it's a case of sort of not only kind of giving the author enough time to work on it, but giving us enough time to think about the design and the, yes. the production and also to then get it into the selling in cycles so yes. that rights have a chance to sell it to the foreign market, sales have a chance to advance sell it, yeah. selling the book from materials. So it's sort of it's sort of hitting into those cycles, really. Yeah. But often there's, there's this phase at the beginning of a book where you think, this is, this is a great idea, this is a brilliant author, but should the book be like this mm. or this? Mm-hmm. And then Elizabeth or her colleague Chloe and the, the creative director are sort of, and the author are sort of working out: Does this need to be 164 pages? Does it need to be two? Mm. You know, does it need to be? And this is the and and that sort of creative shaping of that mm. idea can often take quite a few months as they're just and it's and I think that. It's often quite a sort of difficult process, but I think it's really important in enabling the book to sort of be itself. Yes. Um, um, rather than say we have a series and this is the way we do the series. Each book needs to be sort of thought through and individually crafted and the best manifestation of the idea, which is its core, is like this, you know, mm. and, um, um, and and that can, that can you know delay things a bit, but yeah. it's helpful. And also, whilst of course you always need deadlines, which are crucial, you also have to pay respect to the someone's you know whether they're feeling motivated in a certain period. And sometimes, as we know, you know these things cannot be switched on and off. Mm. So I guess there'll be times when you hit the green or they hit it strong and they have really productive periods. Um, and we do have conversations where it's like, is it worth trying to rush this book through for this season? Does it need to hit a particular mm. day, or do we just let the book? You know, take its take course. Its course. Will, yeah. we get, will we get the better book at the end of it if we, you know, spend a bit more time on it? Yes. Let that process happen a bit more freely. Mm. And and Nina, of course, has just won the World Illustration Awards, which is must be great news. Absolutely. Well, we were obviously we were thrilled by that, and very proud, very pleased. Mm. We were one. It's wonderful. Yeah. Um, and, and, and deserved. That's the mm. other thing I'd like to say. Yes, yeah. very deserved. Richly deserved. Yeah, it's such a be- it's such a beautiful topic, and, and just everything production, the whole lot is, is knockout. If I may say so <laughs> myself. Um, in terms of like, trends, is something that always comes up. And uh, you mentioned the colouring books, which were hugely popular at one point. Mm. How much 
how much respect, I mean, how much interest do you take in trends to how you feel about them? Well, we, oddly enough, we were talking about it <laughs> earlier today. To some extent, I think by the time you know there's a trend, it's, it, it, it's, it, it's, it's had it. But there's a sort of abiding interest in certain topics. People's interest in nature yes. is continuous. People's interest in fashion is continuous. And, and so, personally, I mean, I think there's people in the company who are much, much better at trends than I am. And we certainly obviously discuss them. But my concern is, you know, we do whatever it is, 110 or something books a year. You know, each one of which is supposed to be a sort of individual thing. And I feel it's my job as a publisher to encourage the, the staff to surprise the market. And then we can catch a trend before it's happened. So Secret Garden was published actually two years before the colouring boom. And its sales in the third year of publishing were 30 times its sales in the previous two years. Mm. Which is like almost a not quite unique profile, but very, very mm. unusual. And that was a book that sort of in a way created an explosion, but an explosion that was already waiting to happen, if you see what I mean. It's quite, it's yes. um, so I, I think it's our duty not in a way to predict the trends, but to happen on them. Yes. Because our publishing has been creative. To stay aware, because you have to stay... Yeah, you have to. And, and, and so it's just like a lot of risks like this. Mm. And, and you just think, right, well, between the 55 books or so, we, or things we do each season, well, we really believed in all of them, firstly. And secondly, well, 10 of them might really run. Mm -hmm. And if you try to spend your time trying to predict trends your publishing is going to be more like other people, other publishing companies. Yes. And if you don't spend too much time trying to predict them, it will be fresh and original. Mm -hmm. That's um, great advice, actually. And, and it's something that I'm always telling students, if ever I do a talk or pass on any personal advice, I always... And we all, we've all did it in education. We all, we all worked thinking what might want, someone might want to see from us. Mm -hmm. And it's the worst thing you can do with creativity because ultimately you know, you're, you're bending what you, what's coming from inside you. Um, it's something I've, I've gotten better at trusting as the years have gone mm. by and now it's, it's coming back in, in great ways personally um, with that said in terms of people report, uh, approaching you guys as a publisher um, I'm sure there are so many people that look, you know, look at the existing catalogue and think what mm. can I do to fit in with that would your advice then on that basis be to, to really just trust the, the, your passions and, and what you believe is you without question yes yeah. I mean with, with children's in particular Every subject that could possibly be done for a children's book has usually already been done. Yep. So what I'm always looking for is somebody who has a passion for a subject and treats that subject in a new and different visual or mm. you know, comes to it with a completely different angle yes. or you know, something that seems so familiar you know they make they make new and exciting and different again yeah it's just it's that whole thing about risk taking I was lucky enough to have Sir John Hegarty on the show a few episodes ago and he was lamenting the lack of risk taking at this current point in time be it in advertising creative industries in general um, and I, I tend to agree so it's really quite inspiring to talk to you guys and see actually that approach taken to great degrees and Lawrence it sounds like right from the offset that you you had a degree of that kind of maverick spirit and were not afraid to take a chance. Well, it, it's amazing what ignorance makes you do. <laughs> and, and so that, um, that it, it, if, if, um, if you don't know how to do it, 
then in a way you have to take the risks. Yes. And, and the only thing you have to trust is your instinct. Mm-hmm. That's one point I, I would make. The second point is, is trusting the instincts of other people. Mm-hmm. If you see what I mean, and so that you, you build up a sense of trust with an author, with an editorial director, with a commissioning editor, and you think, well, I don't get this one, but she really believes in it. Mm-hmm. Let's go with it. Yes, um, and um, and that happens happens a lot. Yes, uh, well, a fair amount, but and then gradually you, you get your head round it. And, oh, it wasn't so bad. Yeah. I think it has to be that. And, and the feeling of trust in the team, mm. it doesn't mean that, that there aren't obviously difficult conversations and so on, is, is, very, is very important. And just There's this balance that we have to keep things together mm-hmm. and, and keep the company together and that we're doing this type of thing, but let X do her type of thing and Y yeah. do his type of thing. Yeah. Within, and it, 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 there's a certain tension in that, but mm-hmm. it's not, not much actually. But it's, it's often quite disappointing when people, you know, they come and they love their ideas, you know, and you sometimes have to say, well, I, I just don't think it's going to quite work. And I, I, I don't <laughs> like that moment, but it happens, of course. Of course. I've got, if you took everything on, you'd never, <laughs> you'd be never ending. So that being, that being said, Elizabeth, I mean, you must feel a real, a personal, a great satisfaction reward with, with the success of Nina's book, the awards, the things that Absolutely. Are, uh, given that freedom and that ownership. Absolutely, and it's lovely because I think working with the authors so closely, you you know the dedication, the time yes. and that's gone into every single page because that finished book is only a small fraction mm-hmm. of the work that has gone into from, from Nina and from the sort of team around her, sort of making mm. sure that it's all right, the content is right, the, the structure is right, the pages that have been done, the things that have been, you know, checked. And yes. to see to see her recognised for all that work that she's mm. put in is is a great, great yeah, moment. Yeah, because that's a hell of a journey, two years, and, and then to, Absolutely. you know, so lovely, wonderful rewards at the end, which is richly deserved. It's fantastic to see. Um, how do you, which is a slightly off-topic question, but as someone who's written a book before and went into the industry really quite clueless in terms mm. of publishing... How do you work with directly with with illustrators, for example, people who may have zero experience in the world of publishing and not understand anything about the contractual side, the financial side? How does that process work? Um, we tend to be as open as you know, open as we can with mm. them, and very understanding. We work with quite a few sort of new <coughs> illustrators, um, and it's just it's just a case of making sure that you know we're explaining every step of the process yes. um, as we go. You know, sort of. Sh- you know, whenever I have a sort of new illustrator in, I will, or a new author, I will sort of talk them through what will happen from this point on. Yes. Um, with the contractual side of things, we encourage them to go away, really read the contract and anything. You know, there, there are no stupid questions, basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we, we try and encourage them to be able to feel that they yeah. can come to us <laughs> and talk to us quite openly about Very open concerns. dialogue. Mm, and yeah. that seems to work yes. on balance very well. <laughs> a great deal, yeah. <laughs> and, and what about moving forward? So, in, in respect of digital, how 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 do you see things going? Because there seems to have been something of a renaissance with with printed book recently. Mm. With the, maybe because of the overload of digital information we're all exposed to now, do you feel that prints? Oh, uh, there's no question. I think um, I, I, I was never scared by the digital revolution. 
I'm quite willing to embrace it where relevant. I mean, if I, if I, I mean, it's slightly like asking about trends. If I knew what the next trend would be, I'd be a lot richer <laughs> than I am. I, 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 in a way, I would express it more in terms of values. Mm-hmm. That the value of creating things which convey information are beautiful, are fun, ha- have a sort of life to them. Mm-hmm will always be here. Um, And and that is what's interested in me, not the particular trend. So if you were asking me, I I think I would be the last person to be able to guess future trends or or say where it's going. But I think those values will be sustained Mm. in the future. And I think just as the book has now reached beyond the bookshop, so you'll see books in non-bookshops, so non-books are finding their way into bookshops and that's the current area we're exploring so Elizabeth could be developing an idea uh, quite recently it can be quite late in the process of development of that idea whether we decide to make it a book or make it a box for Mm -hmm. example because in a way the distinction between those two isn't an absolute distinction that some toys or games and things like that are actually books in a different format. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, and I've, I personally find that a very interesting area of thought and in a way it's provoked by the digital revolution mm-hmm. that, because it's making people explore the physical. And I, I find that really... So some of the things that Elizabeth is coming up with now that most excite me sort of are existing on that cusp of a book in three dimensions of one sort or another mm. so I suppose that is a trend but, um, <laughs> but it also just what excites me personally actually too and Elizabeth yeah how do you how do you um, stay abreast of, of what's what's new how, how much time do you give to kind of we've just had the new blood and new, new designers award this week do you guys do you guys place great value in, in staying on what's you know coming out of the universities and the colleges absolutely i mean we always you know we keep an eye on them we go to the shows we go you know we go to the exhibitions mm. um and the internet is a brilliant tool yes. <laughs> for sort of being able to find a lot of people and access a lot of portfolios so we're always we're always keen to sort of yeah yeah see as much online as we can as well yeah that's very very cool and, and what's the procedure for people approaching you i imagine you get inundated <laughs> yes, I think there's 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 a sort of general ad, ad, you know sort of email address. I think that mm. we we sort of put all the submissions through, and then they go off to okay. yeah. various various editors. But if people want to submit ideas to us, there's something on our website which tells them where to uh, approach yeah. us, yes. and, uh, um, and tell them how to. Um, actually, I think we may be strengthening that up so there's even clearer guidelines about how to do it. But we will look at those, yeah. um, and so that people can be reassured on that. Yes. It, it isn't just a it black hole, a black like hole. A, a post box with a dustbin the other side of it. Yes. That is not. <laughs> that is not how it is. Uh, um, <laughs> That's brilliant. And I'd like to just ask briefly about the bookchain project. We are certainly very concerned that our books mm. should be environmentally friendly. So we're very careful about the paper we do in that. Mm. Oh, and, and we. We're part of a group yes. that, um, which um, 
So, I mean, it's a really sort of key area because actually the whole company gets up in arms and suddenly we're told this paper is you know, from a dodgy source or, yeah. or even, <laughs> even if we don't know the source. Mm. So we're, actually, um, so that you know, we pay a small subscription, or not so small actually, every year mm. to this group just to make sure that... Uh, and there's, there's various different things. That the paper comes from a good source, that the inks are not environmentally... Right. damaging yeah. and, and and actually our production department are really really keen on that but the, there's another one which we belong to which also is to do with factory conditions that you know because some of our books are very very labor intensive and require a great deal of handwork and we don't want them to be produced by basically slaves working yes. in some remote field so those are the two areas of concern it so much just has to be taken for granted. It's almost n- not something you can boast about. It's just if you don't, mm. you're you're out of it. Yes, uh, it's it's just it's like a form of dishonesty, mm. uh, uh, and it's just not acceptable. Yeah. Uh, but I I I I, I, don't, I just think all publishers should do it and just take it for granted. It's just be part of life. Gotcha. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, well, that's where we are now in society. Yeah. Surely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, the last question that I ask all my guests, and it's always interesting when there's more than one person, it's called the shark in the tank, and I call it that because I love Damien Hurst's uh, uh-huh, shark in the tank. It's a little, very love-hate piece, so I ask my guests for a, a positive and a negative within, within creativity. It's a very lateral question and wide open, so I'll let you choose between you who's doing positive. Elizabeth can, Elizabeth can start. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> But if you could frame the question a bit so I can understand what you mean. Something that one, one, one really likes. It's, yeah, it's, it's very An, an it's, object, you mean? It can be absolutely, and it can be a theme. Some people have named the weather, some people have gone really kind of philosophical, other people have gone with really... It's wide, It's a very sort of wide-open, playful question, just something within what you do. That, and, you know, it could be something that's annoyed you this morning or it could be a lifetime thing. It's, it's very open. Oh, OK, that's quite a hard one. Um, <laughs> I think I would go for the element of surprise oh, wow. um, in creativity because I love the I, the positive is definitely surprise because you never quite know where the next brilliant thing is coming from the next brilliant mm. illustrator the next brilliant idea the next thing that will really shape something and, and make you go wow and that's that's the positive is being constantly surprised the negative however is waiting for the surprise because you never know quite when it's coming along yeah God, and, and, yeah. you know you can have those days where you think what if what if what if that never happens again <laughs> yeah is it coming along is, it co- yeah. Yeah. is anyone going to come to my party yes <laughs> no, 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 I, 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 no, that's, those, those are very good I wonder what, I, actually I'm, I'm having more more trouble there are just moments I mean it's in a very different area so it's not so interesting when you suddenly see a book and you just think it's it's just amazing. Mm. I, I, in term, you know, we're actually, I'm not sure probably it's so interesting to your readers, listeners, but we're doing one like this, which is a visual history of type. And we just put everything into it. And no one's done a 680-page visual history of type. And it was mad to do it that big and completely uneconomic. <laughs> and you look at it and you think, it was worth it. Mm. And and the author's vision and the and also I, I like that in a way too because I'm very it's part it's, 
maybe it's not megalomania, but it, the completeness of it, that you, you couldn't, you know, and it's complete and comprehensive, and you couldn't do it bigger or better. Uh, and and that there's just, it doesn't happen that often when you've got that, and this feeling that actually this is useful to. I haven't got any hates except me- mediocrity. Mm. Um, actually, that, that you know, but in a way, it's like it's not worth criticizing things. It's just worth forgetting them. Yes, I agree. And also there's certain books with a great sense of fun and you see them for the first time and you think, this sings. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, Elizabeth's done this genius book coming out called My Miniature Library, again created with a wonderful illustrator. And and it's just enabling children and adults to actually create their own miniature library with these tiny little books. And it's beautifully illustrated, and it's such fun. I love it. Brilliant. <laughs> well, that's been wonderful, and thank you so much for your time, both of you. It's been really quite inspiring. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you so much. We're very flattered to be asked. Thank you so much to Lawrence King and Elizabeth Jenner of Lawrence King Publishing for kindly giving me their time to talk about all things books and creativity. Do you know what? It's given me a lot of ideas about my work, which might make a good book. So I'll see you there. (laughs) Get stuck in. Hit them up. Submit on the website if you've got an idea. You just never know. I see so many cool creatives that I chat to on the Twitter now uh, and on Instagram doing awesome stuff. And I think, wow, that'd make a beautiful book. So it may just be that you you are the person that Elizabeth is waiting for to give her that wow factor that she discussed there, the fear that it might never happen again. Maybe make that not so risky for her and go and show your good stuff (laughs) Uh, I hope that's cool I hope you'll learn a lot from that next week we're going to have Nina Chakrabarti coming up author and illustrator of Hello Nature along with My Wonderful World of Fashion My Wonderful World of Shoes many other books Um, her fifth book is about to hit the shelves it may even already be on the shelves by the time this comes out my collection of collections again it's a real beautiful illustrated odyssey by a a very talented lady so we're going to get the scoop on that next week and we're going to talk to her from the illustrator and author's perspective about what it was like to work with Lawrence King how things are moving and where she wants to go in the future so it's a real eye opener as well so check in for that Get me your thoughts, please, on the Twitter at Arrest All Mimics. You can hit me up personally, hello at bentallon.com if you want to go private. Uh, and please do keep spreading the word because it's growing all the time. The social numbers are going up, so thanks to people who have been doing that. Please do share the love because I'm putting this stuff out there free every week with the help of my sponsors, printed.com, heartinternet.co.uk, and illustrationweb.com, in the hope that I can create this ironclad permanent archive on the web for all you guys to go and listen to and pick up people's stories, learn things from their highs, their lows, and bring your own contributions. So give us some feedback. Please do go and drop us a review on the iTunes if you get a moment, because that is a huge help also. And go and have a look at all the beautiful books that Lawrence King are doing, because they've given me some precious time today, and I've learned a lot, and I hope you guys did too. So like I say, Nina Chakrabarti coming up next week. I'll see you on part two. Um, We've got iMagazine coming up shortly after that. We had a creative review last week, and we've got loads of awesome independent people coming up down the line to give you the variation we need on this show. So thank you, guys. It means a lot. Have a great week. Stay creative, and I'll see you next week from Nina Chakrabarti. (laughs) 